0: We're not born here. Some of you are only visitors here, but nonetheless we are here together and we share the privilege of living in the U.S. at this point in time. That is not to say that the U.S. is the greatest nation or the only nation offering this privilege to its populace. There are many other nations around the world where life is as good as or better than it is here. And residents of those nations can decide for themselves whether life there is a privilege, as we have defined. As I speak of the privilege that we enjoy here, I think of the fact that most of us have never seen a mob drag people into the street or had to take civil unrest into account on planning a trip. We've never had to leave our homes as a result of expressing our political or religious views. We don't need to fear going to the store because a political party has declared a strike and doesn't want anyone in the street. Our utilities are reliable. We have access to good health care and education. Although inequalities within these systems exist, they are available. For the most part, economic stability is the norm and opportunities for for employment exist. Although hunger still exists, it is not the norm. A government safety net helps some of those who are no longer able to help themselves. Although life at times is difficult and we experience suffering, all things considered, life is good. There are without doubt billions of people around the world who would rather be who we are than who they are. Given the choice, they would trade circumstances, their circumstances for ours, without a thought. As former President Garfield said, we owe our continued enjoyment of order, peace, and personal liberty to those who have been willing to sacrifice their lives in defense of those freedoms and the political system that provides them. They have paid for our privilege. I once read an essay based on a photo from World War II. It was uh, a photo of General Eisenhower uh, speaking to a group group of troops uh, in Europe several months after the Normandy invasion that was mentioned this morning. Uh, D-Day, the invasion uh, that began the liberation of France. One soldier in particular had that 1,000-mile stare that comes from being so exhausted you can barely stand. He looked as if he was beyond the resources available to maintain life. He looked like a man who could barely walk, who barely knew where he was, whose exhaustion consumed him. The essay asked this question, would he think it was worth it? It went something like this. As I look at him and imagine what he has seen and heard, the things he has done that would have been unthinkable just a few months or years ago, the fear he has felt the hunger, fatigue, and thirst, the loss of comrades and close friends, the pain of wounds and the scars of all of this that will remain with him all his life, I have to ask the question, did we deserve all that? Would he look at what we have done with our liberty and say, yes, the cost was worth it? Or would he be horrified that he had spent so much only to see it squandered by an ungrateful and forgetful nation. Memorial Day exists as a reminder of the cost and by extension the value of our freedom. We should enjoy our barbecues, getting our projects finished, and if you're into NASCAR, the Indy 500. But we should also remember There's a second illustration of privilege, which again, I believe most of us here this morning share. This privilege spans time and space. It crosses national and ethnic boundaries. It brings a unity and diversity that the world cannot even imagine, though they long for it. It's the privilege of knowing Christ. Again, this is a privilege we can't earn or deserve. It is freely offered by God the Father to an ungrateful and rebellious people at the cost of the life of his only son. It brings us into a living relationship with him, makes us children of God and friends of Christ. It assures us of provision and protection in this life through his unending presence with us and an eternal future with him. We're going to read some scripture passages now. Uh, they'll be read by a number of people who will rotate through. They're going to follow the outline of who we were, what God did for us, who we are as a result of God's choice and His action, and who we will be. When the readers are finished, I'll close with a few comments. Please take this time to reflect on the surpassing value of our privilege in and through our relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't have that relationship, please come and see me with the prayer team here in the corner after the service and we'll explain to you how you can come to know him and share this privilege as well. Consider using the sheet provided for sermon notes to list the main points under each heading.
1: Who we were, as recorded in Romans three ten through 18. As it is written, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside, together they have become worth- worthless. No one does good, not even one In the same way, we also were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, and verse 12. And we were dead in our trespasses and sins in which we once walked, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, having no hope and without God in the world.
2: what God did for us Colossians 1:21-22 and you who once were alienated and hostile in mind doing evil deeds he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him Colossians 2:13-14 and you who were dead in your trespasses God made alive together with him having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us, its legal demands, that he set aside, nailing it to the cross. First Peter 1, 1819, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with your perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of the lamb without blemish or spot.
3: As a result of God's choice and His actions. John 15, Jesus said, Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, He may give it to you. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God? For while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. Romans chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you.
4: be revelation 21 verses 3 to 4 and i heard a loud voice from the throne saying behold the dwelling place of god is with man he will dwell with them and they will be his people and god himself will be with them as their god he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Revelation chapter 22, verses 16 through 17, 20 through 21. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires to take the water of life without price, he who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon, amen. Come, Lord Jesus, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with all, amen.
0: Thank you. Freedom isn't free freedom that we enjoy as residents of the U.S. was paid for with the blood of those who are willing to give up their lives in defense of it. The freedom that we have in Christ, a freedom far more valuable, a freedom that is shared regardless of the, the, the external freedoms that we enjoy here was also purchased at great price by the blood of God's only Son, Jesus Christ. We're going to close in prayer now. Uh, I'm going to leave about a minute of, of silent prayer for each of us to reflect on the value of the freedoms we've received and an opportunity to express to God the thanks that we have for them, and then I'll close in prayer. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we come before you today with hearts that overflow with gratitude for the freedoms that you have given us. Freedoms that we experience exclusively because we are here in the U.S. and the far greater freedom that we enjoy as your children and friends of your son, Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, that we would use both those freedoms in ways that would honor and glorify you. That our lives would manifest the fruit for which you saved us, as you described in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We pray that our investment of our civil freedoms here would also honor you. We know that um, that in the end, you are the one that has given us the opportunity to be here and that that freedom, too, is a gift from you that you have given to us and entrusted us to invest for your glory. Thank you for those who have purchased it, and thank you especially for your son, Jesus, who, although he recognized the cross was coming, despised it, despised the shame, and endured it for our benefit and our salvation. May we reflect him well to the world around us. And Lord, as we remember these freedoms and what they cost, may we enjoy the holiday as well. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You're dismissed. Uh, If you'd like to hear more about becoming a child of God, you can meet with us over in the corner.